Diplomacy Talks is a series of webinars with high uh, diplomatic officials, with former ministers of foreign affairs, with heads of international organizations such as UN and NATO, who just uh, talk to you, talk to our participants about their career experience, about how they became true diplomats and give some pieces of advice to use uh, so young people can also become someone in this world. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 165 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So, let's begin. My guest today is Ksenia Malichenka. 
Xenia is a Flex Program alumna 2018. She is a former project manager and now the co-chairwoman of the NGO Public Diplomacy Platform. Xenia organized and co-organized many projects in the field of diplomacy and international relations, such as Diplomacy Talks, Youth Lublin Triangle, Youth Normandy Talks, and she heads the English-speaking club of the School of International Relations and Travel Business of Vienne Karazin Kharkiv National University. She is also a young European ambassador. Ksenia, how are you today? Hi, uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm great. I'm happy, excited, and I would like a little bit of background. If you were to tell the short story that made you the Xenia of today with some moments that really changed in a way who you are, what would you share and what would you say? Okay, I think there are a lot of moments that that shaped me and made me the, the way I am now. And I think um, I would like to point out that the first moment uh, was actually uh, my participation in the Future Leaders Exchange program. I believe that this program changed uh, completely my lifestyle. It changed uh, the way I perceive myself and people around me. And it gave me a completely different outlook uh, on life. And I will be forever grateful uh, for, for the FLEX program for giving me this wonderful opportunity to go to another country and live there for 10 months. And I believe this was like the first milestone of uh, me becoming who I am today. And another thing that I would like to say is that it's probably uh, volunteering and civic activism. Uh, so when I was 16, I joined uh, the Ukrainian Red Cross Society and I was volunteering there for three years. Um, I, was, uh, I, I was making a little bit of change uh, as I could and I was trying to make lives of people in need a little bit uh, better. And now uh, my life is still connected with uh, civic activism. I am co-chairwoman of the NGO and every day I work um, to make uh, Ukrainian youth more engaged into civic activism and into international relations. So I believe if uh, I would like if I would say that two things that made me who I am, it's probably uh, Future Leaders Exchange Program and my uh, civic activism. Thank you. And before we speak about civic activism, I would like to explore you more as a person. If you were to design your ideal day, and yes, part of it will be your work mm -hmm. and volunteering and civic activism, but other parts will be things that recharge your batteries, mm -hmm. make you feel wonderful, and other things that you love. What would you do in that day? Imagine the weather is perfect, the place is perfect, everything as it should be. Uh, so first of all, I think I would sleep uh, sleep a lot. I think I, I will just wake up at maybe 12, uh, 1 uh, p.m. and then just... Rest, uh, I don't know, for the for the rest of the days. Uh, so I think, uh, I think that I will just uh, sleep a lot, and then I probably will just like to watch some movies, uh, read a book, 
and maybe hang out with my friends because hanging out with my friends actually recharges me a lot. And um, but to be honest, what I do like in terms of uh, my like work, or well, I cannot say that it's work, but what I do every day actually recharges me and gives me motivation otherwise i wouldn't be doing it so uh if i would uh, like to imagine my perfect days and i would like to say that it probably would be just what i normally do but maybe just a little bit more of sleeping thank you that's wonderful do you believe that ukrainians sleep enough or not well i think it depends it depends on the person and depends on their lifestyle uh, but in general i don't think you can ever get enough of sleep if you i don't know work towards your goals if you don't uh, like to stay on one place all the time then you probably never sleep enough uh, so it's just about priorities it's all about priorities you're either sleep or you work uh, towards your dreams and goals thank you so if I understood correctly, you're a person who's always moving, always working towards your goals, and therefore many of the moments of your day are busy and a little stressful. And if you could rest and sleep a little more, it would be perfect, right? Yes, yes, that would be great. But uh, I, you know, yes, I'm moving a lot, but I sometimes like to uh, find some days when I can just relax a little bit more because otherwise I would be just burnt out and I don't want that so I try to find some uh, some some moments of peace in my uh, schedule thank you and the ideal day you described was very introverted are you an extrovert an ambivert or an introvert or is it a compensation because you've been all over like helping people all connected with people so you needed more uh, isolated time alone that's a that's a good question because i i sometimes you know sometimes i think of myself more of an extrovert and sometimes i think of myself more of as a, an introvert uh, and i think it depends on the day i think it depends on the day. yes and and you're right uh, sometimes when I work a lot, uh, I would I, I like to become more as isolated and just you know go into my own thoughts. Um, but uh, but but also when I'm all alone for for a long time, uh, then I became bored and uh, I want to socialize. So I I always try to find this uh, uh, golden standard, like golden middle middle, and uh, just uh, try to combine. Uh, my my so my like social activities with people with my uh, alone time. Yes, it's about balance, about the golden middle. And to return to your perfect day, you mentioned watching a movie or movies. Do you love movies? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I I do love movies. I think uh, for me, it's more like a like a getaway you know uh because when i watch a movie i just i'm completely uh, uh I'm, I'm completely uh drawn by it and um uh, i only dedicate my time to it so i don't need to think about everything else you know the world can wait when i watch a movie so yes absolutely i love movies and i love spending my time uh, by watching them Really, tell me, do you have a favorite movie? And let's speak about it. Mm, 
I don't. Well, I don't know. You know, you know. I I love some movies, but when people ask me, I never can find a perfect answer because um, I don't know. I think I love all of them. Uh, however, I do have some like uh, favorites in I think uh, a lot of genres. Um, for example, I like superhero movies. I like uh, you know Marvel movies, DC movies, uh, and. Uh, we have a tradition with my friends that we always hang out with them and watch uh, like uh, these types of movies or we go to the movie theater and uh, watch uh, these movies in the movie theater um but if to say like one movie then probably probably i i don't i don't know actually no i, I don't have like one favorite okay when it comes to books because you also mentioned that you'd read a book what kind of books do you enjoy most that's a good question too um you know i think it depends on the day uh sometimes i like to read you know like um like a cl classical books uh, the type of books that we uh had in school when we were uh studying there and sometimes i like to read uh, books you know about soft skills you know how, how to improve them um and how to um how to become like uh, more professional uh so um i don't know i i just i'm all like i love all books uh, too and um uh, i think uh the recent one that i read was uh, was never eat alone and something like different kinds of networking it was about networking and how to establish connections and i enjoyed this book a lot so i will definitely recommend everyone to read it uh, it gave me many many insights on how to uh, establish strong connections between people how to make friends uh, so i think it's a nice book for everyone yes keith firazi and his yeah, other yeah. book too Who's got your back is very good. Well, you're like, you cannot choose which movie. You cannot choose which book because you want them all. And that is wonderful. Are you someone who's like so excited about so many projects that you're working on 10 projects at the same time? Or is this only in your more entertainment or personal life? Because you spoke about the ability to prioritize and its importance in your life. Yes, I do value the ability to prioritize and I try to stick by it because I think it's important. You can never, uh, like, you, you don't ever have enough time to dedicate it to all the activities, all the projects, all the different points, like, that you have to work on. Uh, however, yes, I'm, I'm that type of person that likes to be everything, that likes to be everywhere, that likes to know everything, everyone, because I believe that the person you know, who owns the information, owns the world. So I try to be at all places. I try to be joined to all projects. And I know sometimes it it can, uh, like, you can become distracted of, like from one project to another. But in, in, in this situation, I also, my priorities, like this uh, priorities come so I can always choose what I need to focus on today and what I can um, move on to tomorrow. So. Um, yes, but in general, yes, I like to be at all places and I like to know everything. Tell me more. Why do you like to be in all places and to know everything? What is interesting or exciting to you about it? And if you didn't have it, 
what would be missing? Um, if to speak about your question, uh, then uh, I don't know what excites me. I guess it's just the type of person I am, uh, the, the one that likes to be everywhere and to be involved in everything. And I think it started from my childhood. Like from, from my early childhood, I remember that I attended like, uh, I don't know, five, six different clubs at a time, you know, when, when some kids were just only uh, attending like a, a few of them. I like tried everything and I always and I always were trying to find something that uh, that like was close to me and I guess it continues now I guess uh, until I find uh, one one perfect project or one perfect initiative uh, that I would uh, like to dedicate all my time to then I probably will stop but uh, as for now I'm still looking and I still love to be engaged in everything. I like that. So now let's discuss each one of the projects you're working on and what is interesting and motivating and inspiring to you when it comes to this. For example, the speaking club, what is the most meaningful thing about your participation and work in the speaking club at your university? Uh, I think I like the idea of uh, giving back to your community. I, I like that idea and I also like to help people if I know I can help with something. You know, I know that uh, maybe my English is better than some of my peers' English and I think why not? I can help them, I can practice with them so later on they can become more confident more confident while talking to you know native speakers or to other people because uh, in, in my work I try to like never judge, I try to always help them, uh, I try to find words for them if they can find them. So um, I just like to uh, help people and I guess it's uh, another way of uh, me helping them and uh, I know I like being ahead of English speaking club because it just it's just great like it's not a burden for me I, I feel uh, very confident while um, heading the speaking club and I just like it I like talking to people and I like helping them wonderful and let's begin not only with helping people, but with giving back. What does giving back mean specifically for you? Do you think that a lot of people in your community give back? And what are your thoughts about giving back that motivates you and makes it a value um, that is important for you? You know that I think that in my community, a lot of people uh, try to give back. You know, this... Um, civic activism sphere when people do something for other people uh, most often for free it's sometimes we get some kind of a reward but it's mostly for free and i'm surrounded by this type of people and i'm, I'm very like uh, glad to be with them and uh, i like to be surrounded by such wonderful uh, individuals who who feel about people the same way i am and who are ready to dedicate their time and efforts uh, in order for others uh, to to learn something, to to know about something, and I think it's great. Um, and uh, uh, if speaking about giving back to uh, my community and what it means to me, I think that uh, it's about 
the chances that I've been given and some people hadn't been given. So uh, by giving back to my community, I can just uh, give them what they lost and what they didn't have a chance uh, to achieve. And I think it's right. For me, it's right. Uh, you know, it's like justice. I know it's like all equal. It's justice. And by uh, giving back, I can restore this justice and help them learn a little bit more uh, about what uh, I do and they don't or, you know, about what I can do and they cannot. So we are all on the same page. And it's important to me. Yes, it's important to you. And you mentioned justice specifically. So justice is very important to you, correct? Yes, yes. And what does it mean for you, justice? I think uh, that uh, for me, it means that uh, what I mentioned too, is that all people are equal. And if we, uh, if we, if we go by justice, then we try to restores this equality if someone is deprived of it and that's what i try to do yes yes so you're doing that in the english speaking club and how do you do that as the co-chairwoman of public diplomacy platform uh, so uh, recently i became a co-chairwoman of public diplomacy platform uh, before that i was project manager of the organization and it's actually my like main place of work. Uh, I like I like our organization. I like our mission. I like what we do. Uh, and uh, you know, I, our all work is aimed at giving the opportunities to young people that study international relations to learn more about the sphere. To um, learn more uh, about how to build a career in the sphere and to giving them the opportunity to talk to actual professionals in the sphere. Uh, so uh, this correlates perfectly with my values and uh, with me being head of speaking club. You know, I like to combine, but uh, if to talk uh, about public policy platform, then it's my main, main po um, point of work. Thank you. And a member of your organization before spoke about how the culture in Kharkiv isn't very conducive to civic activism and to civic involvement. Is this something you notice and do you try to mitigate and to change and transform that? Or are you finding more than enough people who are active, motivated and ready and willing to be involved and therefore you're doing a lot of work that is impactful already? Uh, okay, um, so um, if to talk about our organization, I believe that we have enough people who are interested in international relations and diplomacy. However, there are not too many NGOs in Kharkiv and uh, not enough people for sure that are engaged in the activities like that. You know, there, there are more than just one sphere, such as uh, diplomacy or international relations. And uh, yes, in Kharkiv, there is, I think, a little bit of, of a problem uh, there. But with our work, we try to, you know, change the situation. And what is more, uh, like a member of our organization recently created her own organization uh, because she, she, she was inspired by our 
um, our example and she created her own organization and I think it's wonderful I think it's great when people uh, look at someone or at some organization and become motivated by it and realize that they can also create a change and uh, make uh, the situation better, maybe in a little bit different sphere. So I think it's just wonderful. And I think what we do actually helps with improving the civic uh, activity situation in Kharkiv and Kharkiv region. Wonderful. And since you're graduated and are, is an alumna of LAX and you could have studied in any universities abroad or even in Kiev. Why did you choose to be in Kharkiv to study in your university, etc.? You could have been in the U.S., in London, in LCC International, or even at Tarasyevchenko University in Kiev. So what kept you or motivated you to be in that city, doing what you do, studying what you study? Um, you know, I, I could say that uh, I was really, I really wanted to go to Kharkiv and really wanted to go to Karasin University. However, uh, it's actually not true. I was planning to go to Shevchenko University. However, my uh, Zineo points were not uh, high enough in order for me to study in Shevchenko for free. So I applied to Karazin University and there my points were enough. So I got accepted like on a scholarship. So I studied for free. Um, and that's actually like the, the most basic and boring answer, but that's true. Uh, however, I uh, like I'm not disappointed by it, by it. Like at first, I, I I was because it was my dream to study in Shevchenko University. However, now I see that uh, that uh, that if I study in Karaz University, I can have the same opportunities as people in Kiev. So you know, I can create. Uh, opportunities for myself and I can get the same experiences as if I uh, as if I were studying in Kiev. So I'm not uh, sad that I'm studying in Kharkiv and I think it was meant to be and I'm very grateful because otherwise I would have never met people that uh, I work with and I would have never uh, joined public diplomacy platform and I'm so grateful uh, for my um, past self who didn't prepare enough for the NEO and whose points were not good enough. So I ended up studying in Karazin University. I like your attitude. And you mentioned that you can create your own opportunities. What do you mean by that? And do you think that most people in Kharkiv or in Ukraine believe that too? Or what beliefs do you have that give you that perspective that others might not have? Uh, if to speak about your first question, uh, then I would actually refer back to our organization. So, you know, we create educational projects and one of our most famous one is Diplomacy Talks. Some of our your previous speakers may have talked about it and uh, Diplomacy Talks is a series of webinars with high uh, diplomatic officials, with former ministers of foreign affairs, with heads of international organizations such as UN and NATO, who just uh, talk to you, talk to our participants about their career experience, about how they became true diplomats and give some pieces of advice 
of to use uh, so young people can also become someone in this world and i think that what we create is actually a great opportunity and it's an opportunity that in the universities you, you cannot find this opportunity like in universities we are taught just a theory and sometimes a little bit of practice but during our webinars uh, like young people can actually get insights from how to become a diplomat and how it is like to be a diplomat like what what it's uh, what's their uh, lifestyle how they you know when they wake up what do they do in a day and this is something that they don't teach in universities and i don't blame universities for that like universities are for a specific purpose and it's not enough time for for them to organize such meetings but we do have time and we organize them and you know i don't need to wait for my universities to, uh, for my university to be like, okay, we organized a meeting because I know I can organize it myself so I can learn and people around me can learn. So we're all learning and we, I believe uh, by doing that, we are making an impact on young professionals uh, in international relations and foreign policy. And as if for your second question about um, how young people in Ukraine uh, perceive the opportunities, um, I don't know, maybe I'm lucky enough, but my surrounding, uh, people who surround me, they actually agree with me on that. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, most of people in Ukraine, most of young people in Ukraine, and I think most of old people in Ukraine actually don't think that way. I think that um, they believe that someone owns it to them and someone must come and you know give them some opportunities and they're not ready to uh, take initiative and create it for them they can only complain unfortunately I i'm not saying that it's all people but i believe that quite some are that way uh, and i don't want to be like that these people i believe that uh, it's all in my powers uh, to create the world that I would like to live in and the society that I would be happy to be part of. So um, if if I'm able, I will try to continue doing what I do and hopefully making uh, lives uh, of uh, people around me a little bit better. And I hope that with time, the opinions of people who don't think that way will change. Thank you. It's really true what you're talking about, and I hope you will continue to make that impact. And to ask you, you didn't mention anything about like running or piano or yoga or dance, etc. Are you involved with such artistic activities as well, or are you more focused on self-development and uh, more of a how-to kind of fields? So actually, I I finished a music school. Uh, I am I'm like I can play piano and I can sing. And when I was a little bit younger, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what is more, when I was um, studying in the U.S. while flex exchange student, I participated in the musical and I even had a lead role, uh, one of the lead roles. And I really enjoy music and everything that's connected to it. I, um, I like singing. I don't like playing piano. However, I can do it. Uh, and as for the arts, no, I, I cannot draw. I cannot paint. It's not my thing for sure. Uh, but uh, I can say that uh, I am a little artsy person because of uh, 
my love to music. Yes. And in general, do you consider yourself to be an emotional person or more of a logical person? Oh, absolutely. I am emotional. I'm very emotional. I think I'm the most emotional person of all of my friends. And they know about it. They know that if I'm happy, I'm happy. And if I'm sad or angry, I'm very sad or angry. So they don't need to come to me because I will be like, uh, I don't know, very, very in a very bad mood. So yes, I'm very emotional person. But I think that it's uh, sometimes my advantage and sometimes my disadvantage because, um, you know, uh, when I am emotional, if I'm emotional person, that means I'm sincere person and people get attached to it. People get attached to sincerity very much and they can like they feel that they can trust me. So it's easy for me to establish contacts with uh, most of people who are open. and however, sometimes uh, my emotions can get in the way and um, make, make it harder for me to, you know, finish what I started. You know, if something doesn't work out, I get pissed and then I just don't want to continue. I don't want to finish, but I make myself do it anyway. So I would say that it's my both um, pro and con. So it depends on the situation. Your gift and your curse, correct? Yes, yes. <laughs> and tell me, when you're full of emotions, whether really angry or too excited to work, what do you do to release those emotions? I think I just uh, talk to my friends and I just make them listen to me either crying or laughing or being too excited. Like they, they just uh, sit there. They, they have to sit there and just look at me and wait until I calm down. So then we can continue like working or like discussing anything. Uh, so I, I think, uh, yes, they have to deal with me while I'm being too emotional. And it's wonderful when you're very emotional, you may have better ability to connect with people. Did you notice this or not? Yes, I think I... I, I I think I do, yes. Uh, well, at least I try. So sometimes it's hard for me to establish connections with people, but I try. I always try to be open. I always try to be sincere. And I think people are very, very, get easily attracted to it. And then we can, you know, communicate and then we can become friends. So, yes, I think I, think I do have this ability. And I really like that because I know that for some people it's hard to become open and to become sincere. So I'm glad that I am the the way I am. Thank you. I am glad about it too. And to ask you then about people in Kharkiv that you've made friends with or at least attempted to, do you think they're open like you? Or maybe you spend more time with open people? Do you tend to have friends who are similar like to you or different than you? And how does it work when it comes to your friendship and what you notice when you're open with people in general in Kharkiv, whether they're open to you as well or more reserved and closed? If speaking about friendships, then I would say that most of my friends are somehow similar to me and somehow different. Uh, But my best friend, uh, Maria, uh, like we often discussed how we are similar and how we are different. And uh, we actually like work together and we have noticed that uh, it's great that we have, you know, like different qualities, 
and she lacks some qualities and I lack some qualities. And when we are working together, uh, we uh, like uh, make a perfect team uh, because um, she has some qualities I don't have and, and I have some qualities she doesn't have. So we make a match and it works perfectly. And in general, well, if talking about friendships, I think that um, our friends are like us. You know how they say, uh, look at your closest five friends and then you, like, you can say a lot about uh, the person if you will look at their closest five friends. And I agree with that a lot. And um, I think it's great that we are similar, but still a little bit different because it gives us a space for discussions. And it would be boring if we are all were very like the same and similar. And um, if talking about Kharkiv, um, I think that uh, people, well, at least the people that I uh, talk to, I think they are quite open, open and open-minded uh, as well, uh, because um, because otherwise, how would they become friends? You know, and how would they? How would we know each other? How would have we met? So I think that most of people I uh, I'm friends with they're quite open, and it's it's uh, it's very rare and they're reserved because I don't know I don't know I think most of my friends are very open. Yeah. Great. And these days, since you are always about like starting new projects, being involved in more initiatives, etc. What do you have in mind that maybe you're trying to create next or impact or change in the world that you've been thinking about and wanting to create a project or expand your work to be involved with? Um, you know, uh, when we were planning a podcast, I told you about a forum that we were organizing and we have uh, successfully held it uh, last Friday and uh, last Saturday. Uh, so currently we are working on the Yusrubin Triangle, which is a youth dimension of uh, intergovernmental initiatives be initiative between Ukraine, Poland and Lithuania. So that's the project that we are currently working on and we are trying again to create to engage young people more into international processes and we are being supported so much by uh, our partners and uh, by our national youth councils of the countries that uh, are in youth living triangle so that's what we are currently working on and it's just the beginning we just laid the foundation of the project and i hope that it will become successful and that youth voice will um, become more heard uh, on the international arena and i believe that for now it's our like main project and I think we will just continue doing what we are doing already with the rest of the project, but this one is just a new one. Great. Thank you. Actually, that sounds wonderful, and I'm happy that you're always expanding your comfort zone, growing in your initiatives, and bringing more ability of the civic society and the people to be involved in the decisions that matter for their future and in their lives. And if you were to give advice or lessons to someone who wasn't that open and that active, but they feel in their heart the desire to begin, and they're just waiting for a sign, maybe, <laughs> if you were to share such advice, what would you say for a better life, for someone to improve their community, to give back, and to improve their own life too, 
what do you believe should be said? So first of all, I would like to say, uh, as from the words of one of our speakers during diplomacy talks, uh, uh, she said, uh, don't hesitate, go for that. You know, uh, so I would first of all say that if you are thinking about something, don't think about it. Just go there and do it and don't hesitate because um, the longer you hesitate, the least you want to make something. So you should just uh, go there and start. And the worst thing that could happen is just it, it will not work out. It will fail and then you will just stop doing it and then you will start again. Uh, so I would just like to say that just don't hesitate and just go and do something if you believe that it's right and if it motivates you and if it if it wants you to if it if it, if it makes you want to get up in the morning and um, you know uh, just wake up then you should do it and um, yes i think uh, that uh, you should just find your own motivation for doing something you, you don't need to do anything for for your friends, for your family. I mean, you, you do, but like you need still some things for yourself. Like you need to find something that that really inspires you and you need to work hard to achieve it. And if you find your motivation, you can do everything. I agree with you 1000%. And to conclude this, can you share more or again a reminder about what you do at the NGO where you're involved? What are your goals and aims? And if people want to learn more and discover more, how they can follow you and follow your organization as well? So currently, I'm a culture woman of the Kharkiv-based NGO Public Diplomacy Platform. Uh, we aim at spreading uh, knowledge about uh, public diplomacy, about international relations, foreign policy to uh, students. Who, in, who are interested in that. And our aim is just to make uh, civil society more educated and more engaged in civic and uh, political processes of uh, the country. And if you want to follow us, it's a public diplomacy uh, platform on Facebook, it's a PD platform on Instagram, and if you want to follow me, it's uh, Xenipov, on Instagram and Ksenia Malashenka on Facebook. So just join us, uh, write to me. I will, I'm always open to new projects, new ideas. So if you have anything in mind that you would like to implement in Ukraine or even uh, in the world, in a worldwide project, then we're always open to cooperation and we are open to new ideas. So just don't hesitate and text me and we will think about something. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure, my privilege, and I wish you a brilliant day, Ksenia. Thank you so much. It was uh, so great to join you for the podcast today, and thank you.